0: What's Freaks? It's your boy Marty here to introduce this week's episode of Rabbit Hole Recap, not the stimulus package. Programming as scheduled previously before Matt and I uh, met over the internet and met with some whiskey glasses in hand for the first time in quite a while. Uh, your boy got a little riled up on a couple topics tonight. If you guys are really going to like this episode, sorry it's getting out a little late. We've been busy. Uh, things are obviously hectic around the world and uh within the bitcoin world and the podcasting world the content world the content 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 huge content week uh as people are dying and thirsting for information dying was probably a bad word there i'm sorry i don't have time to record re-record this uh this pre-record uh so i'm just going to keep that in there please forgive me that was a a lapse of judgment in the moment this episode of tales from the crypt was brought to you or rabbit hole recap this edition of rabbit hole recap was brought to you by good friends at unchained capital you freaks already know all about them they're providing financial services for bitcoiners bitcoiners in mind security first in mind they got their volt program which is allowing you to engage in a multi-sig quorum A two or three quorum in which you hold two keys you can use a ledger or a treasure soon to be a cold card as well Uh, you have two keys unchained has one key all right if you uh, want to move your bitcoin out of the vault you can do so by yourself with your two keys if you ever need unchained to come in and sign uh, the second of the two or three quorum they are there for you all right that's the way the vault works on top of that they're providing loan services for you freaks too if you don't want to sell your bitcoin uh, you're able to put your Bitcoin up as collateral for a U.S. dollar loan. You get same-day liquidity, uh, cash liquidity. That is, uh, you put Bitcoin up 150% collateral, you get cash in your bank account. And then on top of that, they're working on the open-source side of Bitcoin. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, their, open source, or excuse me, their vault program is open-source via Caravan. Caravan, if you don't want Unchained involved in your multi-seed quorum, you can download Caravan as a desktop app and set up a multi-seed quorum by yourself, uh, they've open-sourced that product for you. On top of that, they're working on Slip39, Hermit, and a bunch of other stuff. they got a dope blog. Our boy Parker Lewis uh, has uh, Gradually, Then Suddenly, which is incredible orange pill for any newbies out there. And then on top of that, Phil Geiger, uh, Will Cole, Dhruv Bonsal, Joe Kelly, all putting out dope content as well. Go to www.unchained-capital.com, unchained-capital.com. Go check them out. This episode of Rabbit Hole Recap is also brought to you by our great friends at the Cash App. All right, You freaks already know all about them. We did not uh, talk about this on the podcast, but yesterday Square got a banking license. I don't know what's going to happen after that. Pretty dope though. Uh, Cash App is a uh, Square company and Cash App lets you do a bunch of dope shit. Okay, You can stack sats on the Cash App. You can stack sats, you can send sats, you can receive sats, you can sell sats if you so please. On top of that... Letting, letting you stacks livers of stocks. If you've been buying the dips and uh, the, the stock market, the stock discounts are still a little too expensive for you. You can buy as little as $1 of each stock of your favorite stocks. You can stack slivers of stocks now on the cash app via cash app investing. And because the cash app is directly connected to your bank account, there's no four to five day waiting periods uh, for the money to hit your account and to start investing. You can start fucking investing today if you wanted to. Start stacking stats too. Uh, not going not gonna, to uh, uh, imbue my my bias on this ad read, okay? But I think you freaks know where I stand. Uh, on top of that, they had the boost program. You got a partner, uh, merchants. DoorDash is probably the most advantageous right now. Uh, you turn that boost on, you use your cash card, and you save a bunch of money. Uh, you save whatever the boost money is on that transaction up to a certain extent use the code stacking sats that's one word uh, when you download the cash app if you haven't done it already stacking sats that's one word you're going to get ten dollars and ten dollars is going to go to our good friends at owls lacrosse in chicago <coughs> download the cash app from your local app store today enjoy this rip of rabbit hole recap Sorry for the drunk ad rates.
1: You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven.
0: I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, bitcoin is the victor
1: i mean that's part of the bull case for bitcoin
0: if you're not paying attention you probably should be probably should be be. how we surviving out there freaks i'm surviving i'm surviving i'm getting through it i'm a little tired how you doing matt matt's pouring himself some whiskey
1: he's finally He's finally drinking with me. It's been, how long has it been since you've had a drink with me? Like a month?
0: Probably about a month, yeah. Yeah, it's been tense. But uh, I'm at my wits' end this week. Long week. A lot of interviews, uh, a lot of content, uh, a lot of writing, a lot of recording, uh, a lot of shit going on uh, between all that, trying to keep up with everything that's happening in the world right now. Things are still as crazy as they were when we met on Monday, if not crazier actually i don't want to be uh, i don't want to be spreading fear or anything like that uh, things are going on as uh you may assume they are you know, when you have a global <laughs> pandemic on the loose.
1: the crazy is flat is that where we're going with this it's flat since monday
0: yeah yeah the crazy is is in a is in a a stasis right now a i don't nice, know nice
1: it's been ridiculous it's been a ridiculous fucking week man and uh yeah, I just it, it's it's pretty I, I think that people are still very much underestimating how long this can go on for and how bad it could get. Um and that worries me, but I I do see um better mobilization than I expected. Uh at least in terms of the virus specifically. Uh as far as how the Fed is reacting here, um like you know, it's kind of like a chicken with its head cut off, right? Like it could go anywhere. I don't even know, you know what short term, what happens in the next two weeks in terms of both markets and like our society? No idea.
0: yeah, a lot of unknowns out there. We'll get to the developments in the macro world. A lot has happened since we met on Monday. Um, first, let's start out as we always do on Clark Moody's Bitcoin dashboard. A bit of a pump, 15% pump today in the Bitcoin price. Are we decoupling It's the question we're asking out there. The price right now is $6,209, uh, 16,106 sats per dollar. Market cap's around a 113.5 bill. Uh, and it's actually a bit promising this week. Um, mining economics, the average fee versus subsidy has gone up to 2.59%. Uh, I believe there were a couple blocks where... Uh, fees reached one bitcoin and higher which is which is interesting to see as uh yeah. obviously bitcoin's price has been volatile we're all uh, the
1: fee skeptics this week fees have gone up tremendously
0: well this week their fees are too high fees are too high
1: oh yeah now now our fees are too high but last week yeah, was yeah. fees too low
0: yes yeah yeah
1: we have so, um the you know you gotta the adapt nice- your fud the nice thing about recording at this time is uh, the New York Stock Exchange is closed, right? So they finished up a half a percent, and Bitcoin right now is up 14.5%. But crude oil is up 24%. Is is oil the new shitcoin?
0: No, I think it's just uh, reacting to news. Uh, I believe Trump said something about... Uh, import taxes or something like that today. I forget exactly what it was, but, um, just reacting to news. And that's like the, the thing that markets are doing. They're very reflexive to, to headlines, uh, these days, everybody's on edge waiting to hear what the federal government and the federal reserve is going to do to mitigate this economic, uh, crisis in the face of a global pandemic by the name of COVID-19, uh, a lot of some people calling it the chinese virus trump is uh, trying to trigger <laughs> people with that uh this week
1: i uh, think we've been guilty of that or at least i called it the china flu a couple times
0: well that's where it originated i mean what does mers stand for middle east respiratory syndrome yeah uh, i'm i'm not I'm, my ire is aimed at the ccp and their reaction to everything they uh they definitely could have reacted better and and help the world prevent this uh, with more ample time. Uh, but we're not here to dive into that debate. We're like, here to talk about the other stuff.
1: I like calling it the Rona. I feel like it's like a nice little the Rona.
0: Name. Yeah, it's what the millennials are calling it. Apparently the Zoomers are calling it the uh, uh, the boomer death disease or something like that. The I
1: boomer forget. remover they're calling it. It's fucking the boomer heartless. boomer remover. It's fucking heartless.
0: Hey, you young zoomers listen to this podcast out there. Think about your grandparents. Have some goddamn respect. Please.
1: And if you're not going uh, to, at least run a node. You know, play around with Coinjoin.
0: Control yeah. your keys. Contribute Contribute to Bitcoin if you're if you're gonna be an asshole. Um, yeah, so let's start with the macro stuff, I believe, since we met.
1: Wait, we have a shout out.
0: Uh Oh, we do have a shout out. We could have got to that later. Nah, um, this but is a good times. It
1: good time. You gotta Bit- front and center
0: anonymous shout out bitcoin will fix the financial mess after covid19 but can't fix the virus itself so instead of spending a couple of months hunkering down refreshing the bitcoin ticker let's find ways we can help fight the virus like the 3d printer guys in italy referring to the uh, 3d printed ventilation valves that we talked about on monday really cool i believe bitcoiners will spend the next generation using our resources to build a better world and this is our big chance to prove to ourselves as the world changes our million dollar bitcoin will be all the sweeter for it It's very bullish uh very bullish freak anonymous I have, freak
1: i have one correction i mean it sat cent parity is really not not million dollar bitcoin it's 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 when one sat equals one cent
0: It'll be all the all the sweeter then.
1: No, I mean it's the same. It's the same price, right? But I think at that point we won't be talking about million dollar Bitcoin. We'll be talking about yeah. one cent sat.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking. Yeah, I mean I'm all for Bitcoiners trying to help fight the virus. I think actually I, Bitcoiners have been ahead of the curve when it comes to warning about the virus. Even though uh, I'm not going to say me me particularly. I was very confused up until a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, my my alarm system was definitely going off due to information Bitcoiners have been sharing since the middle of January. Uh, And then on top of that, this has been making the rounds. I don't know the validity of this study. Um, I don't know uh, how much weight we should put behind it, but uh, I mean, one of the guys pushing the study forward was on Tucker Carlson last night uh, saying that there may be a cure to... Covid nineteen in the form of uh, a, a malaria drug that, if taken in conjunction with something like zinc, I believe it's like chloroquine, uh, right? Yeah, chloroquine. Elon um, was
1: pumping it the other day.
0: Yeah, uh, apparently there's anecdotes and apparently a study, a very a study with a very small um, uh, testing group, mind you, that is is claiming that 100 percent of the people that took this medicine for at least six days were cured of the virus this would be the second uh viral cure ever discovered behind hepatitis c i believe if it comes to fruition again i'm not a medical doctor uh, i have not seen this uh, play out in real life but apparently um that is floating around out there which god i, I hope it is correct uh, it would be incredible if if it does work and apparently the drug's cheap as fuck so it would wouldn't be hard to proliferate if it is uh successful at curing this virus but keep but, your skeptical alarms on uh this is yet to be proven in in mass
1: i mean i didn't see it pitched really as a cure like as much as like uh like it reduces everything right so you're like you like don't die and the symptoms aren't as bad right
0: now uh, d- during uh during a Tucker Carlson segment last night, it was some guy got on there and like claimed it was a cure. Yeah, well,
1: I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, you know, more tangible level goals. I spoke to a freak this week who um, has been helping out his local grocery store by sanitizing it, helping them sanitize the grocery store. It doesn't take any coding. It doesn't take, you know, it just takes good human, you know, kindness just kindness just helping out your fellow human and I think that's really powerful
0: yeah I spoke to that freak as well shout out to you we're not gonna dox your twitter handle or anything but uh admirable I told him you're a better man than I I'm just here behind a mic I have not stepped out to uh to clean the community uh where I am made me feel a little a little guilty that I'm not doing enough
1: no yeah I was really proud of that dude Cheers to you, dude. Yeah.
0: And then another thing, we were we were rapping about this before we hit record. This is something that you're more aware of than I am. Apparently, there's um an open source uh uh crowdsource supercomputer like techn or er, uh, software. Home. That you, yeah. Explain this.
1: Folding at home. I was obsessed with folding at home before Bitcoin. Um it is the idea is that you can basically lend out your spare compute. Like your your computer is just sitting there not doing anything. Um, some medical researcher in another part of the world can use your computer to research whatever they're trying to research. And a lot of times it's sequencing like genetic data and stuff like that. Um, so there's right now there is a coronavirus. Um, a bunch of teams researching coronavirus using folding at home. And basically like, imagine like you're some medical researcher somewhere and you need to uh, access a supercomputer to do your research and to crunch some numbers and you don't have access to it. So folding at home allows people to basically donate their computer to that cause. It's really cool. It it does, you know, it's not like distributed proof of work. It does require trusted third parties but uh, it's pretty powerful shit, and I encourage everyone to participate. If you have, you know, you have a computer just sitting around, you might as well just run Folding at Home on it and
0: connect. Yeah, no, that seems really cool. Something I haven't heard of until somebody brought it up in our, our Menchies, uh, I believe, on Tuesday. Um, what else can we do?
1: And we um, have uh, we have people 3D printing. There's, like, people 3D printing N95 masks now. Um. Uh, on top of the ventilators. Did you see Elon said he's going to make ventilators as well?
0: Yes. And then, well, I saw that. And on top of the ventilator valves that you are talking about, but on top of that, I saw Gigi tweet out, uh, basically an open source GitHub repository, that like we can do at my node to make uh, a Bitcoin full node from spare parts. Uh, apparently, there's a way to make a, an at-home ventilator from spare parts, and there's a GitHub page that Gigi was sharing um, that, that shares what you need to buy and how you put it together to create a a ventilator at home.
1: It's pretty great seeing all these people come together. It's not great seeing Boston reports out of Boston, New York, that they're already running out of masks and ventilators and basic items. Um, But it is amazing to see the community come together, especially since, you know, a lot of this stuff is protected under patents and everything. And people are putting their necks on the line. Um, and that's one of the beauties of 3d printing and free open source software is that you can do it relatively anonymously if you know what you're doing. Um, and the codes out there. So, uh, it's really hard to, to stop people from spreading this information, especially in times like this. Uh, I mean, I think that everyone agrees that any companies that go after these people can go fuck themselves. So,
0: yeah. At a time like this, throw all patent inhibitions to the wit and just fuck fuck the patents. Just go for it. Send it. Um that's what like the we talked about it on Monday, like the ventilator valve producer didn't want to share uh the blueprints yeah, to produce the valves. Yeah. Fuck them. Uh so we'll see. We'll see. This is progressing. New York's becoming a bit of a hot spot. Uh, uh the you- hub. Uh, I bl-
1: on a more positive note what do you what do you think like i i so so our shout out today very inspiring shout out i think that uh he he hit a good point you know there's going to be a lot of change in this world i think because of this the the combination of both the pandemic with the market crisis um just markets and turmoil all around the world this house of cards just falling apart um, we're gonna see major major change I think that that gets hastened right that that happens over a short period of time and we've been seeing that over these last couple of weeks um, and I think that will accelerate like what what kind of uh, we have 3d printing I think is gonna get really big right like video video conferencing will probably get a lot better stuff like VR things like that um, you know I was I was watching a movie earlier and people you know the the Oscars, forbids you from you, you can't win an oscar if you don't go to theaters first right but theaters are all closed down right now so does this hasten the ability like is there going to become a renewed focus now on video on demand getting the videos directly online to these online platforms and cutting out theaters uh, little things like that like there's going to be all these different industries are going to have major major change and a lot of times in good ways yeah, I, mean- I think
0: that. And there may, be, there may be some turbulence before we get to the good things. Uh, one thing that this crisis is showing as everybody goes to work uh, from home is that it's putting a, a load on the internet. Um, Malik maniunk uh, I believe I'm probably butchering that, but he's a Bitcoiner. Uh, and he he was describing that he works for an internet service provider and they've had too rush to get uh, hardware in place to, to keep up with the demand of, of a bunch of people using the internet at the same time who, who would not have been um, because of the work from home and everybody being quarantined to their houses. Uh, so there are some externalities there, but uh, as, as people rush to meet the demand of this, it'll definitely strengthen the internet uh, in the long run, in my opinion. Netflix um,
1: had to reduce their internet uh, their streaming quality in Europe because too many people were watching Netflix at the same time like 4K Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's uh I, again I mean we're going to we're going to find uh a lot of pain points. Uh like supply chain is one, internet uh scalability is another and hopefully uh, work to fix those moving forward. I'm um, I'm searching here on uh Michael Krieger's page because I saw he was in a discussion yeah. earlier today. Um, yeah, so with uh, Long Short Trader on Twitter, and Long Short Trader uh, basically tweeted out, "This is not ideal, but it is an externality that has existed in pandemics of of uh, past of history. Uh, the Black Death reduced inequality." Asset values decline, cost of labor spiked tremendously, um, and that helped end feudalism. Labor gained relative bargaining power, and that's what we're seeing now. As everybody goes home, and, and people are basically going to be watching, like that tweet you shared in a group that we were in earlier. As people watch these corporations get bailed out, and the rentier class get bailed out, uh, and then uh, in turn, uh, they they have their their. Uh, their land, uh, their landlords coming and asking for rent at the same time uh it's going to it, sort of induce uh a leverage uh that hasn't existed before for uh people who are renting uh places and and if they if they were to all at once not pay rent it's like the, the flattening of the curve meme but it was applied to uh paying your rent
1: yeah that was a, that was a very clever meme i agree that was a very clever meme um,
0: I'm sorry for putting you on the spot there.
1: No, I mean I think people should, you know, uh, but like, there's gonna have to be the, the the ripple effects of this thing is gonna be for so long. People don't realize that. That's like it's gonna affect the elections that are in November. It's gonna affect things for years because we have people living paycheck to paycheck. We we already had this. We had this house of cards economic system that was just. It, everyone said it was. Doing great, but it really wasn't, right? So you have these people that your small businesses are getting fucking wrecked, right? So all of this is gonna ripple down. Um, we're gonna see lots of store vacancies, we're gonna, you know, the real estate market is gonna get wrecked. Um and and this is this is one of those things, it's like the real estate is a significant competitor to Bitcoin in terms of the store value market. And you know I, one of the things i like to say about bitcoin is is someone can't slip on on the sidewalk outside of your bitcoin and sue you right but that can happen with <laughs> real estate and there's all these other externalities like this where it can affect your real estate what happens if your mayor says that you can't collect rent for three months what if your mayor says you can't hike rent or raise rent or do all these other things um that can happen with your bitcoin if you self-custody and you um take privacy into consideration and all these other things but still it's a significant step up improvement um over real estate um the other thing is just on a positive note uh, have you noticed there that what Gigi, our boy Gigi, went viral on his dolphins returning to italy's coasts italy um it's amazing what like a little bit of economic disruption can do for the environment like just cleans all the waterways the air gets really nice and everything um, so that, I guess yeah, that's a positive yeah,
0: note. Yeah, that, that tweet was, uh, a response to a tweet about the rivers in Venice finally being uh, clear for the first time, canals, uh, for the first time in ages, you could see the minnows and, and the swans returned to the canals for the first time in quite a while. Um, so the, the human viruses has persisted for, for a little bit and, and mother nature is getting back to normal. And there's,
1: um, I saw a chart on like the smog over China and it was just like completely cleared up and it was just all gone. Yeah, that's
0: it. And there was a stat thrown out there that that, like the reduction in uh, pollution over the last couple of months with China may actually wind up saving 77,000 lives in the long run. Um, just from the reduction of inhaling that pollution. Um, but back to Longshore Trader and in, in Michael Krieger's discussion. Um, So the the Black Death uh, reduced inequality, cost of labor spiked tremendously. It helped end feudalism, and that paved the way for the Protestant Reformation. And we could uh, honestly, like we've been describing, you could see something similar play out this time around. Um, And maybe this is what is needed for the Bitcoin Reformation. And that's one thing that Tor Meester wrote about uh, as a parallel to Bitcoin's revolution is the the Protestant Reformation. But as shit hits the fan, Humpty Dumpty falls off the wall. All the pieces are laid bare on the ground. And as people really begin to understand that, hey, our financial system and our economy was not really stable or healthy at all. How come a slowdown of a few weeks to a couple of months completely Bankrupted uh, financial system and individuals within that system and corporations within that system. How is that possible? How could we not have the ability to take a break for only a couple weeks? Like you have Boeing asking for bailouts, cruise liners asking for bailouts, airlines asking for bailouts. It's it's insanity that nobody had cash. Fuck them. Let them fail. fail. Let them fail. Let them hit bankruptcy. Let somebody else swoop in, buy up their their assets and, and try to run a better business and if i think this is the i mean hurts to say obviously but i mean that's what's got to happen you know, i don't think bailouts continuing to bail out these companies is really going to work and is the crew li- cruise line industry really uh really s- systemically important to our economy i, I well, really don't think so
1: i mean definitely fuck the cruise lines right they can just go bankrupt We'll have new cruise lines. No one's gonna be short of cruise lines. Like there'll be plenty. But stuff like Boeing, um, I am in the camp of fuck them, let them fail. But they're just gonna get they're gonna get scooped up by Chinese investors. That's what's gonna happen. China's just gonna come in here and just clean house.
0: Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I mean, you could. I mean. If they're American businesses you could maybe try to I don't know, this is the government overstepping then if you try to institute something where only uh American uh asset holders can buy that. Who knows? Um that's a good point. But don't forget China's shadow banking system, they'd be buying it with shitty money and they'd be buying it with inflated fiat money as well. So that's a Oh of course. Very interesting point you brought up.
1: But um no, there, there is a law in place that for certain national security related issues, you can't, uh, you can't buy, you know, like foreign investors can't take a majority stake. So I wonder if they'll enact that. I mean, I look it looks like they're just going to bail them all out. They're just going to yeah. completely bail them all out. Then they'll send us each a check for $2,000 um, and call it even. I and I'll get- be that.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that. $2 trillion uh, stimulus package from the federal government, some fiscal stimulus. Uh, they want to do some small business loans, I think, to the tune of $500 billion, uh, maybe more, potentially more. I forget exactly the exact numbers, but they want to extend small business loans and then uh, make sure people have paid sick leave and stuff like that. And then helicopter movies. Helicopter movie. Helicopter money is on the table as well, like you just described. Uh, freedom dividend. Freedom dividend. American adults are going to get $2,000 a month. Is that 1000 every two weeks? And $1,000 for each child as well. So my wife and I are going to bank $5,000 a month uh, if, this, if this does get passed. Again, it has been presented to... What a humble uh, brag. It has been presented to... Uh, congress i believe it passed the house and now it's sitting in congress and it's just whether or not that's going to pass and that's actually a good segue into the price of bitcoin today like again we don't like to uh, especially during intraday moves try to uh, explain why the price moved with certain narratives but uh we have been saying that bitcoin would sell off in a recession uh, and that has played out it's been moving in lockstep with equities and other asset classes as the markets have been falling, Bitcoin really uh, is an insurance policy against really fucking up the money. And a lot of people seem to think that UBI would be really fucking up the money, printing money out of thin air and just dropping it, airdropping it in people's bank accounts. Uh, that is more of an impetus for a bullish run of Bitcoin, in my opinion. And today, and again, this is intraday, one day, uh, it seems that Bitcoin sort of broke away from the, the lockstep correlation with equities that has been following well, I mean, for the last couple of weeks.
1: The S and P didn't dump six percent; it was up no. half a percent, right? So it's like kind of it's like kind of decoupling a little bit. Um, but yeah. I mean, look if they want to give if they want to give your family ninety million sats, um, then so be it. You know, like they're just hastening the fall of the U.S. dollar in comparison to Bitcoin. Um,
0: but wait, are we bad are we bad people if we take our freedom dividend and buy stack sats with it?
1: I already did. I I'm hoping they I hope they follow through on their fucking plans because I already spent it on Bitcoin. I already converted my bad money into good money. And, you know, I look, at the end of the day, we had a panic, there's a pandemic. Um, obviously Bitcoin's going to sell off. It's sold off more than everything else because it's a fucking free market. Right. It's free market money going through its adoption phase, heavy volatility in times of volatile times. Right. And it actually got to rip off the Band-Aid. Right. It got to fall 50 percent. There's no circuit breakers in Bitcoin. It trades 24-7. So every while everything else is going to keep grinding down, Bitcoin got hit hard already. So it could set up this situation here um, where the leveraged people, the weak hands, they all sold in that that bloodbath and and now we have people you know there's stories all over of people you know trying to get cash out of banks um i i see that as a parallel to bitcoin because with bitcoin there's two ways to get there's two ways to get money out of your bank account you can withdraw cash or you can withdraw bitcoin you can convert it into bitcoin and take custody of that bitcoin those are the only two ways you can take money out of your bank account
0: yeah, and I think the the mad dash for cash uh, is a bit overblown. Like it, the banking system is such that it doesn't really matter if you have cash. Like they're gonna keep the digital banking system <laughs> afloat. Like it's just numbers in a computer at this point. Like the cash runs on banks during the depression era were actually important because they had to have gold reserves to back up that cash. Where today that just simply isn't true. There's zero reserve requirements. Um, they'll just they'll just put the numbers in the computer and just print more cash and put it in the ATMs. I had um, this
1: I had this thought process yesterday that there's no way to hold fiat in a non custodial way. Like even if you hold cash, they can just increase the numbers on the other side, so it doesn't really. There's no non custodial way. The only way you can non custodial store your wealth. Is is Bitcoin? Because even with real estate, you have to rely on you know an authority of you know whatever your region is that dictates that you own that real estate.
0: And gold, gold. let oh like, yeah, and gold. Of, gold, gold of course, gold, of course,
1: and silver and copper, right?
0: Yeah, metals. Yeah, that's actually another important assets. thing. Um, the The paper price of gold was definitely falling this week, but there there were reports that actually. Acquiring physical bullion was quite hard and the premiums on the physical gold compared to the paper gold prices was was uh, there was a big delta there in in the difference of prices that you see on CNBC's ticker and what actual uh, uh, physical bullion salespeople were selling the gold for.
1: Yeah, and it was sold out in a lot of places. You couldn't get physical gold. But meanwhile, gold didn't Uh, really move today. Gold is down 0.8% today.
0: Again, that's claims on... it's paper claims on gold. Sure. Gold ETFs and stuff like that. Sure. Um, You have to go to your local bullion dealer to get an actual price of the physical. Sounds like a major Uh, negative um, to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's much easier to stack sats and send them to a personal wallet. Um, Use the cash app. Uh, What else was I going to go into? I had something... Something I wanted to roll into. Think, Marty. Think. Can't think. Can't we can think talk right about now. how this they're gonna hazy.
1: take away all of our privacy using the. That is what corona. I wanted to roll
0: into. That is what I wanted to roll into. Thank you. We're we're on the same wavelength here. Yes. Be aware. Um, there are many reports. It's already happening in Israel. Israel gave up. Uh, Israel citizens uh, basically are being tr- their cell phone data is being tracked so that they can try to. Uh,
1: and Austria. And China.
0: And Austria and China. China was the first to do it. But they're using cell phone tracking data to identify who's got the RONA and who you need to stay away from. Uh, And that they're thinking about doing it here in the States. There was reports of the government speaking with Google, Facebook, other uh, internet tech companies.
1: Apple was left out of that article, but I would be surprised if Apple wasn't
0: uh, consulted Yeah, so the conversations are underway. And then there was rumors... There's an AMA thread with uh, Bill Gates oh my uh, God. About, about his response to uh, the coronavirus, and uh, he's talking about digital certificates, which uh, which let the rest of the world know whether or not you had corona, were cured of it, and then if their vaccine comes out, whether or not you got the vaccine. And then people below that <clears throat> AMA comment from Bill Gates basically shared some patents uh of that around his ID twenty twenty campaign which want to microchip you. I'm not I'm not getting the chip. I'm not getting the chip.
1: Not gonna live in the pod. I'm not gonna eat the bugs. I'm not getting the chip.
0: Yeah. So be aware. This is I mean we've we've said this last couple of weeks. It's black mirror. It is mirror. a very tense situation. Yeah, it's Black Mirror but it's it's a very tense situation. It's a very confusing situation. There's a lot of fear out there and fear is used and leverage to take away your civil liberties. It happened after 9-11 with the Patriot Act. And you would be naive to think that the powers that be would not leverage the fear around this virus to take away some more of your civil liberties.
1: At the very least, they're definitely going to pass that Earn It Act that's going through right now. Which is Are they really? The fantanker it's anti encryption and also social media moderation stuff. So you you mix those two together right now during this crisis, and uh, because like I look, I love free speech and I'm full support of free speech. But social media is a fucking cesspool right now. So they're going to be able to and and I I respect the right for it to be a cesspool, you know. And I think it should always be, and no one should be able to control it. But they're gonna use that. They're gonna use that. They're gonna use this fear. And the Earn It Act will definitely pass and, and you know, and I think they're gonna go farther. It's gonna be bad. Like they're gonna go hard. And at the end of the day, like the only really way the only real way to fight back is free open source software and 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 running it and, and contributing to it and supporting it. Like that's the only way we move forward here. Um, and and hopefully open hardware too, you know, leveraging three D printing and whatnot. Um, because it's a
0: very defeatist mindset. There's no way we can stop the Earned Act from getting through.
1: You know, we can try. We should try. Everyone should try. You know, call your local congressman. But I, you know, Bitcoin is what keeps me sane right now. Free open source software is what keeps me sane because that we is tangible. We can do that. Uh, the whole politics thing, you know, seems like it's uh, a bit of a lost cause, especially when you see, like, you see some, you see, you see so, so many Bitcoiners are just calling on the government to just come in, you know, and, and we're supposed to be on the extreme side of that. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Hope I'm wrong.
0: I've done a pretty good job of self quarantine without the government telling me what to do. It's not that hard, freaks. No, and I, I mean, hopefully the, the calamity of the situation, the financial calamity that's unfolding right now again induces a crisis of confidence in these institutions that makes anything they pass ephemeral. It's just like, alright, fuck you. You don't know what you're doing. You guys have... And that's something... Ah, I love that I'm drinking whiskey on this one. I'm, all, I'm getting all riled up. Uh, me too, bro. I, me too. Like, Fuck these people! They got us into this situation. They like their their incompetence has led us to this state of fear, and they want to increase their power, leveraging that fear and be to be more incompetent in the future and more Orwellian in the future. Don't let them. Fuck these people! And hopefully, uh, I mean, I don't want I don't want to say hopefully, but hopefully. If the financial system does uh, falter to a certain extent, people do realize who the culprits are and why it got that bad. And It was uh, kleptocrats, kleptocratic elites uh, with very bad incentives and a lust for power, psychopaths with a lust for power who got us in this position. You, me, the average Joe, the freaks listening to this podcast, we just want to go about our lives, hang out with our families, be good people hold the door the people in charge have a lust for power they are psychopaths and they want to control you and the fucked up thing is they're going to use this shit to try and leverage your fear to try to control you more it's and they're fucked gonna up. be
1: successful Marty they're going to be successful we're going to get <laughs> we're going to get a lot of new people a lot of new people who realize all of this you know but there's going to be way more that are just scared and just want to go into the arms um, of those of those of those people, that's what's going to happen, right? We're g- we're going to see that. Hey, we I- saw that after September 11th. We see that after every major crisis, and it's going to happen again. And and I I already see them rewriting. Have you like if you look at mainstream media right now, like how could no one could have known it was going to be this bad a month ago, two months ago? No one could have known. No no one saw it coming. There was no way to prepare more than this, right? And Read the bent. Read the bent. The friends. market was in perfect condition, and it just. This, the Rona came out of nowhere, just hit it. it we, no one could have expected that. It was a black swan. No one could have expected it. We're already seeing it happen. We're already seeing it play out. We're just here for your safety. You,
0: you know what? We got to attack that black swan with another black swan of people uh, learning about what's up and actually standing up for their rights. Speak up, freaks. We say this a lot. They're coming for this shit. They're gonna, they're gonna take your civil liberties more, and they're gonna put the chip in you. They're about to put a fucking chip in you. Do you want the chip the chi- in you?
1: I will not have the chip. No chip for me.
0: The patent for the chip is there. They're just waiting for for you to be afraid enough to be, be like, okay, put the chip in me. If you're I'm gonna, scared,
1: if you want to have a discussion about a chip, it needs to be free open source software. Then we could have no. a discussion about the chip, but it's just, just still not gonna happen.
0: Ah, fuck, man. All right, let's get on to some Bitcoin stuff. I'm getting too riled up here. I'm sure I'll go on another rant later. Uh, This is pretty dope. Casa, they open-sourced their node, Um, so now you can build your own Casa node, something we've all been waiting for. Uh, You got CC'd in their tweet when they announced that. How'd that feel?
1: I made it, ma. It happened. Um, I actually was about to get my Casa node, too, and then the Rona hit, and I didn't get it. Um... So I'm not sure if they cc'd me for that or they cc'd me because I have, I plan uh, for this quarantine. I plan to make you freaks a bunch of build your own node videos. Um, we have Ronin Dojo, uh, my node and Raspberry blitz. And now I will also do this one as well. We will also build a Casa node. Um, also shout out to crypto cloaks who made a pretty cool, pretty cool case for them, uh, and Crypto Cloaks is sending me one. I told them they were like, "What do you want it to be designed as?" I was like, "Surprise me! I just want to I want to get surprised." So I'm excited to. So I'm gonna I'll showcase that in the guide as well. Um, but so Crypto Cloaks, what they do is they 3D print different Bitcoin accessories. So the the main things are like node cases and hardware wallet mounts. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty dope, pretty dope company. Shout out the Crypto Cloaks. Um, I'm excited for the MyNode uh, tutorial. My MyNode is on its way with my Google. Uh, what did I get? A Pixel 3a? Is that
1: um, what you got? Oh, yeah, low time preference. Very and, good.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm so very excited to get that going. Uh, I got I got some cold card Mark Threes on the way, too. I forgot to mention that to you. Um, oh, you,
1: you spoke to Rodolfo?
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, who, speaking of Rodolfo, we're going to hop on, on the horn with him next week just have a powwow with him early next week. That'll be out Tuesday, I believe.
1: He got very giddy about the nitrile gloves reference. Everyone go, <laughs> buy nitrile gloves. They're the best gloves. They, they break way less than latex gloves. Um, yeah, no, the Casa Node open sourcing, the Casa Node is very good. You know, for them, it was it seems like it was it was more of a distraction. And, and this way, anyone can build it if they want to build it, and they can focus on the, the multi-sig side. I do hope that in the future, we, we do see them make it so you can use their multi-sig product with your own node. Um, so hopefully that's not out of the question yet. We shall see. Um, I will post uh, in the show notes, uh, we will we'll post links to, how to uh, which parts to buy if you want to build your own node um, and follow along with the guides. So if you want to do that, you should go do that um supposedly Amazon isn't going to allow non-emergency products to be fulfilled through their shipping centers so sellers will have to sell directly uh we'll have to ship directly um so there might be like a run on Raspberry Pi 4s so if if you are consider following along in the guide maybe go out and buy it the the total cost of of my parts list is like 260 you can get it a little bit lower um but I like getting a bougie SSD. I think it's important. So I just, you know, low time preference. You don't want your SSD to, to be a shitty SSD.
0: Yeah, don't skimp on the SSD. Uh, but if you if you if you have to skimp on it, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> this was really this was really encouraging to see a couple of lawyers did an op-ed on bitcoin magazine this week talking about bitcoin fungibility mixing and the legal limits on maintaining privacy sasha Hodder and Raphael yacobi uh, and it was just a very encouraging article to see from from lawyers and and how they're approaching coin joining and the importance for privacy uh, in free speech at the end of the day when it comes to bitcoin
1: no and it's what we've said on here a lot is that coin join isn't mixing it's 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 just a n it's a it's a Bitcoin batch. It's send. a transaction type. Yeah, it's just yeah. A, you're just sending Bitcoin um with a with a group of people. Uh and and what they said really I, I thought it was well framed the the way they said it was that it's no different than telling people they shouldn't reuse addresses. Like we don't go all we don't all go around reusing addresses, um unless it's Ethereum. And then you know, <laughs> Because you're just exposing ooh, all of your. Ooh, we don't have databases. that on the list.
0: We're going to talk about that.
1: What are we going to talk about? Oh, the the Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. Yeah, we no, will talk about that. Talk but, about but anyway, that. it's back to an important topic, Marty. Um, I guess I kind of side-railed us. It's it's just like telling people not to reuse addresses. It's it's common sense, privacy benefit, and. It's not a suspicious transaction, and it shouldn't be treated as a suspicious transaction.
0: Yes, and I I really liked uh, the second paragraph of the conclusion. Maintaining Bitcoin's fungibility is arguably a necessity for Bitcoin to achieve one of its core value propositions, freedom. Bitcoin is the currency of the internet, and the internet is, or should be, free and global. Not all countries have the benefit of a strong and stable financial system or a trustworthy government. When privacy is eroded, so is freedom of speech and association. We lose our privacy every day as we agree to use custodial Bitcoin solutions. Privacy and data security are not suspicious. They are responsible actions that individuals should be encouraged to take to help protect our identities against hackers from America and abroad.
1: Fuck yes. Yes. I agree.
0: Shout out to um, Sasha meet, and Raphael.
1: Did you meet Raphael? I, I think I met him in San Francisco. I met him in San Francisco. I don't
0: want to say no if I have met him before.
1: I said, I said, <laughs> I thought I met him in Dallas, but I met him in San Francisco. He's a good dude. Um, but yeah, it was, you, everyone should go read that. Uh, they, they did a really great job with it. It was a really good write up. Uh, yeah, obviously
0: we'll link to that in the show notes. And on that,
1: Um, on that note, Whirlpool volume is we, we're about to break or probably broke during this podcast. Um, the all time high of January and February combined, uh, on March 19th, we still have 10 days left and the volume has, has breached that. So it's good to see, I think, you know, maybe this quarantine is leading more people to running their nodes. Running their own node and, and using CoinJoin for the first time and fuck uh, like, yes I want to see that line go vertical
0: I am uh, I'm going to be joining the the people adding to that line as soon as my node gets here awesome I'm excited uh, for this it. this is something I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on you you had your first Bitcoin VR meetup experience this week there's another one on Saturday it's a BTC Pay VR presentation you attended the Socratic meetup uh, on Tuesday. What was that like?
1: Dude. Well, first of all, I was one of the few people in there that have been to, I mean, I, I doubt that many people in there had been to BitDevs, specifically in New York BitDevs, which is the original the original BitDevs. Um, it was awesome. It beat my expectations. They did a great job. Um, Udi, uh, Michael Folkson, eCurrency holder, Andrew Yang.
0: I saw... Uh, I saw Andrew Chow was giving a presentation.
1: Yeah. Well, Andrew was there. He was in the audience, but he spoke a lot. Um, Open Noms was there. He spoke a lot, which is really good. Who's uh, was great. Waxwing was there. Um, it was fantastic. My eyes hurt a little bit afterwards. Uh, you couldn't get drinks with the boys afterwards, you know, and girls. Like, you couldn't. Like, that was just, obviously, we're in virtual reality. And I love that part of BitDevs, right? Um, the actual looking at people and seeing who was speaking was more difficult, uh, than real life when you can clearly tell who is speaking. Um,
0: well, even, even at devs, New York, when the mics are in play, you really don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, sometimes.
1: Sometimes you don't. Uh, but it's way easier to figure out and pinpoint on on this. They try and be subtle about it. There's like you can see their mouths move and stuff, but it's like you got to look at all the different avatars to figure out whose mouth's moving. Like it should have like a little mic on the top. Um, but it was great. I thought it was really cool. Um, and it and it it's a glimpse into the future. You know, I I was honored to be a part of the first one, and I look forward to the next one. Hopefully, we have a real Bit Dev soon because. Uh, it this this did help my withdrawal pangs, but I would I you know I, I miss my my uh, the New York City bitcoiners. Um, but it was it was good, and the headset, dude. Fuck Facebook, but they made a nice VR headset. Like this thing is, <laughs> like you can tell the tech. You're gonna is, be
0: you're gonna be one of the Facebook drones in that picture of Zuck nah, walking by nah, everybody bro. wearing the Oculus, dude.
1: No, no, no. I don't have a Facebook account. I don't have an Instagram account. I have an Oculus account, which is a subsidiary of Facebook. But but the the quality of the hardware is just, it's fantastic. Like, it tracks your motion really well. It is pretty immersive. Like, the graphics could be a little bit better. Um, you know, all these little things could be better. It's clearly like a proof of concept, but it's a very strong proof of concept.
0: You're getting in the pod, bro.
1: I'm getting, I'm not in the pod yet. I'm not in the pod. I'm, I'm not in the pod. I'm just got goggles on and... and two handheld things the motion tracking on the hands great fantastic you see our i'm yanking your like here
0: i've been buying so much hardware in this quarantine like i'm like fuck can i can i justify buying an oculus now at this point i think i'm gonna have to are they gonna get expensive
1: yeah i mean i fomo bought one last weekend because i thought they were gonna go up in price they were already having a supply shortage uh before it happened um but, yeah, like I said, I'm like really impressed with it. I had low expectations for whatever it's worth, but uh they beat them it you know the mo in terms of games and stuff, it's like whatever you'll like maybe you'll like one or two games uh but the but the actual like it it is a step above video conferencing. It feels more real, right? It feels more like what what a in person kind of relationship would be
0: like. Yeah. So um, if you guys want to go to the next VR meetup, shout out to Udi. Worthmeyer is really taken this bull by the horns and set up a lot of these and try to push this forward. Brick Kelly from BTC Pay Server uh, will be hosting this Saturday's VR meetup. And they're going to talk about BTC Pay, new features that make it uh, much more than just a payment processor. Yeah, And that's basically the gist of this meetup is... BTC pay server beyond a payment processor and actually helping you build a full business stack.
1: What's really cool. I just want to add one more thing. What's really cool is you put on the headset and you, it has like six cameras on the front, which is not really cool because it's Facebook cameras. So whatever, uh, take that into account. Um, but you can, you draw a line around like your living room area about like where you're going to hit the things and it warns you in the headset if you like walk if you're about to like walk into the wall or something you're about to walk into the TV walk into the couch it, a wall shows up and like when you stick your head through it activates the cameras and you can see around you it like completely alerts you when you're walking through that thing and i think that's a key element here because we aren't in pods right we aren't in like a safe place when we're in this <laughs> VR and you need to make stop sure. trying to rationalize it man and the other thing is the other thing is they say no pets but like fuck that shit i'm in quarantine i have dogs i love my dogs like i'm not gonna like lock them out of the room when i do vr it is very dangerous when you do have the dogs uh they get attracted to you like moving your hands and shit and they're like they come in and trip you when you, have, when you have the vr on but overall great experience
0: hey practice some safety with your dogs all right can you can you put any trackers on your dogs so you can see them in the vr space
1: uh, me and my lady, we practice a very important rule, I think, in dog ownership is that you should be able to trip over your dog in the kitchen and hurt yourself, not the dog. That's like, that's my size rule when it comes to dogs. Like you should, you should be the one who gets okay. hurt, not the dog. So I'm cool with it. Yeah. Take that risk. Don't it's buy little shit
0: dogs. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I, I'm a fan of that, that heuristic uh, as well. And that, that rule, um, staying on the Bitcoin, uh new or not news bitcoin topics i wrote about this in today's bent sorry that the bents have been getting out later and later last couple of weeks <laughs> Dude, the adjustment re- to quarantine life you released it at three thirty. 30. well this morning uh, in my defense uh this morning i woke up to a text from a good friend from barstool sports caleb presley he texted okay, me at 9 a.m was like was like yo do you want to do a uh you want to hop on my new podcast talking about Bitcoin. I'm not sure what his podcast name is. He's doing it. He's doing Caleb's Crypto Corner. It's like a series of blogs. Did and you tell him interviews. to get rid of crypto? I didn't have time to. I didn't have time to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ease into it. You got to ease into it, okay? You can't inundate this crowd with too much information at once. You ease into it. Uh, so he texted me at 9 a.m. We were chatting yesterday, and he was like, "Yo, let's 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 do an episode." So I was like, "Yeah, let's do it at like 1 p.m." He was like, "No, let's do it at 9:45." So I obliged the, <laughs> the opportunity to get back on Barstool um, is, is is something you don't pass on in this day and age. So we recorded at 945, and then I actually had the pleasure, immense pleasure, of sitting down with uh, a new Bitcoiner. Not a new Bitcoiner, excuse me, a Bitcoiner who has hopped on my radar recently. She's been around for a while, Elizabeth Prefrontain, uh founder of The Oct- Octonomics. She's up in Montreal and has written some great content. About Bitcoin, and we did an interview at 11 a.m., and that took up a bunch of time. And then I had to feed my son. And then by the time uh, I got around to writing the Bent, I decided to focus on the next topic we're going to talk about on Rabbit Hole Recap right now, which was some great mining research that came out. And I wanted to make sure I checked all my boxes and actually read the research. So I had to read 26 pages of Arc Invest research from our good boy Yassin Thank and Derek's, our or, or boys yassine and uh derek derek sue uh and um it uh it took up some time so the bent didn't get out until three thirty today on top of that adjusting I to love the hustle. life
1: fuck you bro fuck you bro i love the hustle it's very good it was a good response you had a good response very productive day we we don't give you shit for the bent I, I i retract my shit for your 330 bent it was oh i'm not i'm not there. i'm not
0: refuting your shit i i no, honestly did you did you did, I get,
1: you did successfully
0: I um I I I feel bad when it gets out too late. Like it's like stale at a point. But I feel like today uh, was a good message. And again, the content of that bent was about quality mining research that's come out from two teams, Ark Invest. And to be fair, Ark Invest uh, published the research, but Derek, Derek Su Sue from Blockchain Capital contributed to the research with our boy Yassine, uh, two Penn grads showing up out some quality research right. they focused on
1: disclosure scenes our boy there you go
0: yeah yeah
1: like disclosure
0: um, but uh they 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 did a very comprehensive research paper going uh, from the history of bitcoin mining hardware to where it is now how it's improved over time uh it talked about that they talked about bitcoin mining pools how they need to be more competitive and things like better hash help with that talked about hash rate, the dynamics of the foundries and, um, how they are probably the most centralizing part of the Bitcoin mining ecosystem, uh, energy prices where it's profitable to mine. Uh, what else did they talk about in that? Um, uh, they, they, they debunked the Bitcoin, uh, mining death spiral FUD, which we've been lamenting a lot about on this podcast and in the bent as well. And, uh, and described, uh, basically the commodification of the ASIC hardware moving forward and the the competition for hardware development is going to heat up and keep getting more competitive and the actual hashing of of uh of hashes is going to get more competitive as well and bitcoin individual bitcoin miners are become more competitive and we just need to focus on the foundries and decentralizing the mining pools more with things like better hash and stratum b2
1: and the graphs are dope. Graphs are very dope.
0: Data provided by Coin Metrics, founded by our other boy Nick Carter, um, and then the other, uh, the other uh, mining research paper that was dropped was by a company I was unaware of until a couple of days ago. This came across my my radar in a Telegram group the other day. Blockware Solutions out of Chicago they dropped a. Uh, a research piece which really honed in and focused on the profitability of each uh, each model of miner that's on the market right now, how Bitcoin miners affect uh, the Bitcoin price, uh, debunking the rumor of them setting the price floor, and then diving into uh, the dynamics of the having and how the the mining landscape will be affected by that.
1: Yeah. They they both seem like really good. I I didn't. I, they missed my radar until you're bent at three thirty, and we started recording at four fifteen. So I barely just skimmed through it. But they both look very interesting. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I don't believe in the mining death spiral. So.
0: No, neither do I. I'm happy and they backed yeah, that so the up one, with data. Yeah, the one thing that stuck out to me, which actually surprised me, which in a, in a good way. I, I thought this would have been uh the amount of miners mining at this level would have been a lot less uh 57 and a half percent of miners right now are mining above five cents per kilowatt hour at, for energy prices which which is surprising to me you hear a lot of mining profitably um above that price point you hear a lot about needing to get below three and a half cents if you really want to be profitable but it seems using the data that they're providing that uh, at least some people mining, uh, at a higher energy cost rate are, are being profitable. And those tend to be, uh, the newer models of miners, your m 20ss uh, S17s, et cetera.
1: I mean, I, I think there's two other things here too, right? Is that first of all, there's only a limited amount of hash you can get, you know, in any kind of energy location. Um, so like there are miners that are probably mining at two cents, two and a half cents, uh, maybe even less, right? But they don't make a bulk of the miners. And then the second thing is, I wonder mm-hmm. how much of it is just miners doing the typical like big dick thing, like over exaggerating how cheap their energy is uh, in in comparison to other people. Because most of these books are just completely unknown to us, right? Like we have uh, Hut Eight or whatever in Canada that's a public company that rele- has to release all of their information, but we don't really Riot have blockchain that much data. here in America what's Riot blockchain too
0: right they trade on the nasdaq and they're they're pivoting to focus more on mining so they'll have more uh tangible data as well coming out of their their financial records uh from here on out they were they were a little scatterbrained but have consolidated around mining uh moving forward
1: but this like whole idea that like there's this the minor break even price like if you ever hear anyone talk about like we're very close to the minor break-even price. Like, you know they're full they of shit. They don't know what they're talking about. Because every miner has a different situation. They're like a different person in a different place that has different costs and different hardware. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's no price that's like the minor break-even price. Doesn't exist.
0: All right, now that now that I've got enough whiskey in my stomach, I think it's time we tell the freaks what I've been doing outside of the podcast. Oh, the shit. Newsletter. Let's go. Um... Uh, yeah, so I work for a company, Great American Mining, gam.ai, if you want to check the website. And we've been on a journey to bring Bitcoin mining to North America, United States, specifically for the last two and a half years. And that's why I feel so strongly writing about mining and, and combating FUD on Twitter about mining is because I've seen it up close and personal. And we are, we are bringing the, the uh, natural gas flare mitigation as a service via Bitcoin mining to fruition. So we're working with oil companies in America, uh, consuming uh, gas that would have otherwise been vented or flared, which is extremely cheap, so cheap to the point that sometimes some oil fields will even pay you to take the gas um, and, and turning that into Bitcoin. And actually, we, it's, it's a, it's, there's so much room for this industry to grow around the oil and gas industry specifically that it is mind boggling. And I think uh, in the future, it is going to be insane uh, looking back and uh, looking at this mining death spiral FUD, considering uh, the, the externalities that Bitcoin, the positive externalities that present themselves via Bitcoin mining. And so the oil and gas industry here in North America, particularly due to emissions laws, has a very strong incentive to reduce their flair and vent and flare and vent vent particularly is very bad for the atmosphere it is 40 to 50 times worse than capturing the gas and actually consuming it flare not as bad but you're just wasting gas you're just burning it off and and actually spending money to waste energy bitcoin mining provides an incentive to show up and actually make economic use of that energy to make it more efficient more efficient use of that energy and it's happening freaks it's it's even though the oil and gas industry right now is getting mollywopped by the uh, opec plus wars that are going on uh i don't think uh i don't think you should be worried about the state of of bitcoin mining on those oil fields in the future because the incentives are just too strong and it just makes way too much sense and uh from what i've seen it seems like oil and gas companies are beginning to wake up to this
1: I mean, if Bitcoin starts pumping, they might have more, you know, they might make more money if they just convert wholeheartedly to Bitcoin mining than if they distribute. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no and that's our that's our long-term thesis is that you know, oil and gas companies are going to become uh, some of the largest Bitcoin miners in the world in the future. And we're trying to help them realize uh, the benefits of Bitcoin mining uh, faster. We're trying to expedite that process for them because, again, the incentives are... Just so strong that it's it's going to happen.
1: Anyway, freaks. Now you know why Marty has been very pro miner lately. Um, gl- yeah,
0: yeah, pro uh, pro miner for a while. We no, we've been we've been um I, we've been laying I low miners. for quite a while.
1: Yeah, I fuck Bitmain, a, but I love all the other miners.
0: Fuck Bitmain, but they do produce some very good hardware. Ah,
1: um, repent, shame. Yeah. I'm re- I'm very excited uh, for you guys. I think you guys are going to give Peter Thiel a, a run for his money. So
0: um I hope the Dude, I'm not even not even worried for that. There's so much out there. It's again, like I said, it, there's so much like Yasin and Derek mentioned in their paper, competition is going to heat up. There's so much room for competition. There's so many efficiencies to be gained. I'm I'm excited. Um, for the prospect of, of bringing a lot of hash rate to North America.
1: And I, I think one of the other underappreciated things about mining, which we've mentioned multiple times on this podcast, I mentioned on Twitter, um, is it, you, don't pay, you don't get KYC'd, right? So you get Bitcoin without KYC. So even if you mine at 15 cents a kilowatt hour or 20 cents, you, know, you pay 40, 40% over market price, maybe that's worth it for non-KYC Bitcoin. Like that doesn't seem like that crazy of a premium to me for non-KYC Bitcoin. So uh, you'll always have that market there as well. That that does give it a slight premium advantage, I think.
0: Yeah, it's probably got a premium parity with OTC person-to-person trades like at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's even better than OTC because OTC, you got the other guy, right? That you're trading with
0: who knows that who knows yeah, your shit exactly.
1: with mining. You don't With mining, you don't mining is permissionless. You know, there's no third party there. That's pretty crazy. And that is, uh, that is value in itself.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, Be don't, don't sleep on Bitcoin mining. Don't fall for the, the death spiral FUD. It's been around for quite a while. Dan McArdle has been talking about it for quite a while. Um, He's a Bitcoin algae. Let's get, let's let's cheers to Dan McCardle uh, from Asari. He's uh he's been a solid Bitcoiner for quite some time and has done a great job of producing Twitter cheers, content Dan. particularly that front runs a lot of fud. He uh, he front he front ran. Frant ran again. He front ran uh, the the Bitcoin is a hedge against recession fud uh, is not a hedge against recession fud and really made it clear over 2 years ago that it really is a hedge against fucking up the money in an in inflationary uh, s- hyperinflationary situation.
1: The only part of Masari I like is Dan. Let's let's be Oh, honest. don't say that.
0: They got beautiful charts. Yeah. And they got they got good they got some good researchers over there
1: too. On chain FX is great. It's fucking fantastic. Um yeah. well, What was the other thing? Oh I wanted to mention uh, Whirlpool has like an S code system set up where they can give discount codes for their coin join fees Uh, so that you get 10% off if you use wash your hands as as your S code. (laughs) Great S code uh, for the times right now, but uh, that expires in 24 hours and this is not a sponsored whatever. Uh, You know, my, my only I just want more Bitcoiners to care about their privacy. That's
0: my incentive. We get no monetary gain from spreading this promo code. Yeah. If you do That's want to help us get monetary gain, use the code stacking sats on cash out. <laughs> or TFTC at Coldcard.
1: Um, well, we've never yeah, shielded that one before. What, we never. Had it's the that. Fir- first time we've ever shielded that ref code.
0: People just do it.
1: I know it's naturally. beautiful. That's why I'm I'm a little bit angry at you. It
0: was like I'm our sorry, secret. It, it was
1: our secret ref ref link.
0: I can cut it out. I'm not a wrestling core. The no, whiskey's got me No, we're not going to cut right it now. out.
1: We're not going to cut it out. But you can just leave it okay. in. We don't cut things. I don't like cutting things.
0: All right, what we, we're an hour and 7 minutes in there right now. What are we what are we riffing on to end it on?
1: I've been fucking stacking like no other this week. I don't know what it is i haven't done it like this in a while it's like the good old days you know i just it just feels right it feels right i i keep thinking we're gonna dump because every time i every time i deviate off of my automatic dca we always dump it's like tradition you know and this time i've been doing it as, since the 50 percent drop i've just been everything's been accelerated um and we, no, we haven't been, uh, dumped it, so fingers crossed. Let's see how that goes.
0: I've been in, I've been in the same boat. I've been, I don't want to say panic stacking, but I've been stacking aggressively.
1: I feel FOMO right now. Do you feel FOMO? Why do I feel I FOMO do. right <laughs> now?
0: I, I don't know. I mean, because I think, I think it's because we understand that the fundamentals are stronger than they've ever been, and there's no. I mean, there are some reasons why the price can fall as far as it has, but. Oh, i don't yeah, think bitcoin's gonna die let's be honest it could tank short think,
1: term I,
0: I think bitcoin's chances of dying are are lowest now than they ever have been this is uh, like lower the, now than they ever have been this
1: is the most bullish like setup ever what the fuck like everything that's going on how it like i don't know i don't know man but like just like 11 years out this kind of setup who could have ever predicted that like that's cr- it's crazy to me It's, it's playing far. Yeah. Like I, and I'm not, it's important, uh, to stay humble here. It's important to realize that, um, we shouldn't be cheering on like the collapse of world economies. Uh, someone posted,
0: uh, we're not cheering on the collapse of world. We're being descriptive. We're not, we're not saying, Hey, we need the world economy collapse for Bitcoin takeoff. We're saying, Hey, it is collapsing. Bitcoin's a good safe haven. Find you know, safety in Sats.
1: Yeah, what I'm saying is, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity and the ability to opt out and move to this money that is independent of world governments and corporations. Like I am, I'm very grateful for that, um, and I think it's key to ground it in that in that in that perspective. Um, but yeah, like I, my Bitcoin, I feel like. My Bitcoin is the safest part of my like asset makeup. Like the the safest part of my portfolio. I'm not worried about my
0: Bitcoin No we talk, We talked about this last week and I wrote about it in the bent last week. Bitcoin provides a deep safety that is not that does does it does not exist in the traditional system. Like the, the traditional system on a technical and financial level literally cannot provide it. Like it, it does not have the ability to due to the amount of debt and money that has been created Bitcoin provides a deep safety safety because it's distributed because you have people protecting the consensus rules within that distributed system and because nobody can come in and tinker with it that is a deep safety that does not exist in the traditional system more and more people are going to begin waking up to this, and I think the reason why we've been aggressively stacking this last week I'll speak for myself I won't speak for you Maz, because we know those fundamentals exist I know those fundamentals exist, and I don't think they're changing anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not looking to redeploy in the stock market right now, but I'm feeling FOMO on the Bitcoin price going up. Uh, I, I just, I, I feel like I feel like we're entering an era where we don't have to shield Bitcoin anymore. They, world governments have just shielded it for us. They have just completely shown their hand about why it's important to have a money that's independent of world governments and corporations. Like that is a, a paradigm shift over the last two months. Uh, and it, we're just in the first inning. I, and we're going to the having, but that's priced in, but we're going into the having like, that's crazy. Uh, I, yeah. I'm excited for that aspect. I'm not excited for suffering and whatnot. I feel yeah. for people.
0: No, no, and if you are struggling out there, I, like, we, I, I feel for you too, I get it, I mean, I i, I have family members that are struggling, right, how my dad had to fucking lay off, he's a general manager at a, at a couple of restaurants, runs a coffee shop, and they had to shut down, and this is affecting my family uh, pretty directly right now, um, and its it's not fun, and talking to my parents day in and day out, you can... You can hear the stress in their voice, and there are a lot of people going through this—a this, similar struggle. And again, that's why we do this podcast, and and why we're we're upping the content uh, throughout this crisis, because we really do believe that a system like Bitcoin and uh, open source software and hardware, like it, are, is the way to change the world and for the better. And um, if it ever sounds like we're gloating, I hope it doesn't come off that way. It's just passion to help people uh, come to the realization that this is what we believe to be the way out.
1: I might be gloating, but I try and check myself, which is why I say stay humble all the time. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, de- definitely. I look, I'm my sister's in LA right now. We're like worried about her. She's by herself. Um And I'm, I know a lot of small business owners that are like feeling the pain right now. I wish the pandemic didn't happen at the same time as the financial collapse just makes everything more extreme. Right. And, and worse. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, this was the hand that we were all dealt. Um, and we should just, I'm personally grateful that Bitcoin exists. I'm personally grateful that Bitcoiners exist. And I'm bullish on that. I'm bullish on that. And that gives me hope. And that's why more, more now than ever, you know, Bitcoin is a safe haven to me.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Like, like, I don't know what the hell would we do without Bitcoin? Will we be gold bugs?
1: I was never really a gold bug. I became like,
0: neither was I,
1: I became like a half chub gold bug after Bitcoin. Like I have a little bit of big, uh, gold but like i to me it's it was never the it was it was never really anything to me it's it's it was it was post bitcoin that i really discovered it cared about you it. know what
0: we're an hour and 15 minutes let's keep going in cuz i had this thought today there may be like and after speaking with elizabeth this morning like bitcoin the protocol the software it may not be ready for the masses to transition onto it and actually go to a full bitcoin standard so i was thinking after that conversation if literally the software and the, the infrastructure of the network isn't ready for a transition and the economy, which, which is not a foregone conclusion, uh, completely implodes and the financial system completely implodes. The potential that we see like uh, a reversion to the gold standard in, uh, nah. as a stepping stone towards the Bitcoin standard. Hey, this is just a thought that went through my mind. Today. I was thinking of it. Well, first of all, hey,
1: we're never going to have a Bitcoin standard. We're going to have a sat standard. This is what we're gonna have, um, and then the second of all, you know, I, I don't think this it does. Things are happening quickly right now, but it's just hastening the change that's gonna happen over the next five ten years, right? Like it's still not. Um, we're not getting off the dollar so quickly. Like people are trying to withdraw cash from their bank accounts more than they're trying to, would you know, convert it to Bitcoin. Um, we're still a tiny little pond. Uh, in a big ass ocean, so uh, it it will still take time. We still have some time on our hands, um, and you know, if 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 money dictates that we need to move quicker, then people will find a way. People always find a way. Uh, you know, I, I I think that incentivizes uh-huh. all this development here. If if wallet developers and all the side developers make more money because there's more people using all of their stuff, then things move quicker
0: in that regard. Yes. And I, I hate to keep you longer, even though I know you love to stay longer, but another topic that we did not throw on the list. I think we should probably talk about is the, uh, forensic work that Unchained Capital did this week. Disclaimer, their, their sponsor, but they, they did some HODL waves, uh, research on who was moving Bitcoin during the huge sell off last Thursday night. And, it turned out that uh, the majority of it volatility came from UTXOs that were six months old or younger, uh, between three, March 11th and March 15th, which is pretty crazy. So that that signals to to me that it was short term traders who were probably trading with high leverage that really induced that that strong 50 percent movement to the downside, and not really. You didn't see a bunch of long term hodlers move any of their Bitcoin. Uh, over a course of the last year, the percent of Bitcoin, UTXOs, excuse me, that are older than five years increased from 20.37% to 21.65%. So the long-term hodlers, if you are able to assume that most of those UTXOs have not been lost but are just being held, uh, seems to have gotten stronger.
1: Look, I think the humble sad stackers set the floor. Um we come out there we 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 buy on a regular basis and we take self custody ourselves so there's no fractional reserve bullshit going on there's no leverage bullshit going on uh we can't get burned in these high volatility times uh because we own everything in full and we have custody um as for hodl waves i love their work i would like to see less 5 year pluses because you people should be coin joining you know, especially if you use Join Market <laughs> and Whirlpool, it should just be constant. The, your your coin should just be constantly moving. Um, so I I would like to. I actually I've, those bans for me are bittersweet because I want to see those motherfuckers coin joining, uh, and I, hopefully that happens.
0: Well, that's actually a very good point you bring up too. While we're coin joining too, we should take into consideration the amount of UTXOs in existence. Like, should you combine and coin join instead of coin join and Break it out in the smaller denominations. Thinking of the chain state, uh, keeping the chain state in mind.
1: Well, with join market, um, they they take that very much into consideration, and you can do like you can do large UTXOs uh, at at a single time. And then with whirlpool, what's really nice is they do have the the different size pools. So they have the 50 million sat pool, they have the 5 million sat pool, and they have the 1 million sat pool. Uh, so if you're concerned about that, then you use the 50 million SAP pool. You Use whatever pool is, you know, works works for you and how much you have. Uh, and so so CoinJoin doesn't necessarily mean you, you're gonna, you going to, you will bloat the chain more than if you're completely privacy averse and you consolidate all your UTXOs into a single fucking output. Um, but that's just a poor way of using Bitcoin. So it is what it is, you know.
0: No, yeah, I mean it's trade-offs that had to be taken into consideration, though, right? Uh, definitely be wary of the chain state and your your impact on that. Um, well, I mean, this is just something that came on the top of my head.
1: I mean, I think individual users shouldn't worry about the chain state, but they should worry about the fact that if you have multiple inputs in a transaction, then your transaction fees will be higher, right? So if transaction fees go up, uh, if minor fees go up, then you will have to pay more if you have to combine multiple outputs and you know multiple inputs into your transaction. So just outputs into an on. input. Yeah. You yeah, you use your outputs as inputs. But yeah, so if you're combining multiple transactions into one, you're going to pay more. As, as as the the number of inputs you have in a transaction the higher your fees. Um so that's why you don't want to have like lots of small little uh outputs. Um but you know, the price goes up. Those small outputs might become big outputs. So you got to like keep all this in mind um, as you proceed. And as fees do inevitably go up, they will go up. People will complain about high fees. This whole idea that low fees is an issue is not, is not an issue. Uh, people will very soon be complaining about high fees. Uh, it's already beginning.
0: Fe- fees are already an issue, whether they're low or high. It's just always the issue
1: it's very direct. Like people feel the fees they have daily, you know, every time they interact with Bitcoin, they interact with the fees. It's something that's tangible that they can feel. So obviously they have an opinion on it. Um, But I, it is what it is. You know, that's how much it costs to send Bitcoin at any given time. Lower your time preference. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's actually something Alex Bosworth tweeted out this week, which really is something that we should make, or put a megaphone behind is if you're sending Bitcoin and fees are high at a certain, at any given point in time, depending on your time preference, you can still send low fee Bitcoin. You just may have to wait a little bit longer. So take that into consideration too. Uh, if you're willing to wait for your UTXOs to move to your wallet, if you're moving at the cold storage and fees are high at the time at which you want to move from your custodian to your wallet, just set a low fee if possible. And-
1: and the funds are never at risk; they just might take a a while to confirm. You might have to resend it at a later date, but they're never at you might risk. Have to do a
0: replace by fee. Yeah, no. You have the private key still. You can double. You can tri- not double spend it, but you can send a yeah. replace by fee transaction, and or you could double spend it. it.
1: You could just good old fashioned double spend that motherfucker. You could triple spend it. Yeah, that
0: as well. <laughs> it's true. All right. We're gonna we're almost an hour and 25 minutes in now we're gonna we're gonna spare you freaks of our ramblings it's fun it's fun riffing maybe i should drink whiskey more often on this podcast
1: you should i enjoyed this one love to all you freaks out there stay safe out there be kind but not naive stay humble stack
0: sets yes and if you guys are liking this please uh if people are, are turning to you like hey how do we learn about bitcoin point them in our direction uh if you think it's worthwhile I think it's worthwhile. If you are liking it, please, uh, subscribe on your local podcasting network, whatever you like, whatever you prefer. Give us a rating. If you uh, feel so compelled, every little bit helps. We're trying to blow this up. We're trying to help people get better information throughout all of this. And every little bit that you freaks do to help, uh, make us more visible on these platforms really goes a long way. And we, again, like Matt just said, we, we really appreciate you guys and, and love the love that you send us. And, uh, that's why we show up week in and week out, and now twice a week.
1: Yeah, I Peace fucking love, love you guys. I fucking love you guys. T-key!